Stand Out podcast. You're listening to myself, Miriam Goddard, and Bridget Pettifer. Uh, we are now on season two, and I just want to say a massive thank you for everyone that has listened so far. Um, we're starting this journey uh, together, and we hope that you can carry on enjoying us and, yeah, seeing where this journey takes us. Um, might sound like I'm talking to you from underwater, which is quite ideal, really, because it's it's all about being under the water and maybe up on the water as well, of yeah. course, for all you other water sports fanatics out there. Um, it's really nice to be back here and doing season two, even though it's it's in a it's a different scenario for us. Obviously, we're in a lockdown, so myself and Mim are here on. Our Zoom. Yeah, it's uh, uh, working. Hopefully, it should be working all right. Yeah, we're not so filming it because we don't look our best. Well, I certainly yeah. don't. Well, this is this is the good thing is uh, you know you can stay in your pajamas. I'm sure a lot of people have kind of spoken about their Zoom meetings and how they can hide away and uh, just make sure that the top half is well presented. Exactly. You Where know, this, it's no no one's it. seeing ourselves. So yeah. Well, exactly. So, of course, I've put a brush through my hair, but the rest of me, who knows? Um, so, yeah, no, it's really nice to be back. And um, as you know, like this, this, this has been like a, a, a brand new journey for me and Mim, kind of. It's a brand new journey for me massively um, in getting to understand a deeper level of diving. So I feel like season one, I, I've come so far with learning lots. Definitely, yes. Uh, and I'm just so excited to be learning more in this season as well. So the, we're, we're going to be touching on some really interesting um, subjects in this um, episode. We are going to be looking into lockdown lessons and how you can actually enhance your diving skills. Um, and not just your diving skills, but some um, emergency training um, first aid skills at home. Definitely, yeah. We, we, we're here for you still. Um, and we, we're, we're going to be touching on some um, fair weather sportsman conversation um, <laughs> based on the fact that Mim got herself up nice and early this morning and uh, went out for a ride in the pouring rain whilst I sat in my window with a coffee watching the kite surfers battle the waves uh, there's a difference in attitudes there and how how you fight fight past my mental state of mind to become Miriam's great mind <laughs> no I guess it's not always the case but yeah when you uh yeah when you have the horses you sort of whatever the weather um so over the years I suppose I've been been used to it so if it is uh if it is raining uh, you just kind of get get to it and as and, and as we'll explain it actually it doesn't really matter what weather uh you can do these sports in um not obviously you know you, we're not necessarily talking about riding here which I've done this morning but about you know water sports whether that be diving or swimming or you know paddle boarding kayaking um if you've got the right equipment right clothing it doesn't doesn't matter um if yeah. it's pissing down there's the nothing room. There's nothing holding you back, and don't don't put those excuses in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. And that's kind of one of those things where it doesn't matter what the weather is. If you, if there's a sports that you like to do, you should always go out into the elements, tackle tackle the elements, and carry on with your activity. But it also at a level of making sure you're safe, and that moves us on to the final thing that we'll talk about is you know safety at sea. And yeah. saving lives and what what important equipment that you should have in place whilst unfortunately and art lake isn't open at the moment and we're very excited to get and art lake open again which you can actually join our community online at the moment uh, we've, we're on facebook we've got a facebook page and our instagram page where we're keeping the community alive and we'll be running some competitions that we'll touch on a bit more later yeah so have a look um, out for that yeah but for the meantime you're out in the elements on your own during this lockdown what safety things you need in place so mim lockdown lessons yeah so we <laughs> we ran these um which steve uh 
you know one of our instructors who you uh, listened to on our you know season season one um he's been heading up all the the zoom courses um you know we've got running similar ones that we did um last time one of the new ones that we didn't run last time was the airborne pathogy one which is actually very current for this situation um yeah you know learning about um you know the right ppe so you know this can be either for people in the workplace or even at home or you know just general good practice of what are the best things um for you to do to keep safe at the moment while you know while lockdown's on and everything's going on it's so it's a a very current course which um you know is is good to learn new new things and you know most most of you might not already know this but there's some bits on it that you you know think actually are so simple that you forget but it's good having that reminder and then how 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 you can put it into you know good practice so I guess it's kind of taking that power back at home the way I see it and why I would like to go on a course like this and kind of enhance my knowledge of anything first day because I actually haven't really done any first aid courses and I've got a toddler at home running about is that you take that like you take full responsibility you can take more responsibility at home and not be so reliant on necessarily the NHS or people outside of your home you you can be more at ease in knowing you've got all the skills there in order to take charge over something if there if there is an emergency situation in your own home yes definitely and and you know although that course doesn't necessarily cover that um type of stuff we do many you know first aid courses here at Andark um and one of the ones that we want to be pushing this year you know is is that in the workplace but also um care for children stuff so you know like you you, you know you've got um a small one and and um there's a lot of other people out there that actually have never done a, f- a first aid but they've got a toddler they've got a baby um so it's learning those those skills to to know how to you know to put into best practice yeah okay so with with like the courses and how they're run because in my head how i picture it is is it is it a practical or because it would be held on zoom lockdown lessons or are you getting like a theoretical side of everything and it's being sent over and you do like a, is it a coursework What's basically the... depends on the course um okay. obviously for those first aid ones um they would be more just theory based and then you'd have to do a bit more practical when the um you know when we open up again but something like project aware um you get we will send you information packs that then you can you know read through and then that one is just steve goes through with you or you know ask you different questions um but we give you then the materials and sort of like a slide you know slideshow type thing to, to to go through some of the others um, then require you to do a, a bit of learning beforehand. Um, so we have run enriched air courses uh, via Zoom, uh, where you can either have the manual, which will send out to you, or you can do the e-learning. So um, you, which you did for your, you know, dry suit in advance, didn't you? Um, so it's all online, and then um, so then you do, you know, you get your score, you've done your knowledge reviews, and then um, the Zoom courses, then you you go through it all um on there so there's you know it it basically depends on the course um as to what um pre-learning you do or we'll always send you the information that you need electronically um before starting the zoom course yeah and then a lot of testing your knowledge and everything that you've been learning going through it with the instructor whilst you're going forward so So cracking the whip on people that have not been paying attention (laughs) yeah (laughs) and even if um you know uh, for any of the courses you can start doing you know your learning so whether you're thinking about doing your you know you've done your open water and actually want to keep your you know knowledge up you could then do your advanced e-learning or you know you're thinking about doing a um you know dry suit course or ppb you can do those um, you know, the knowledge reviews and the e-learning and we can either go through them, you know, on Zoom. So then all you've got to do um, is the practical when we can then open. So you can still be learning and getting that knowledge up, keeping, you know, 
the theory based side there um, yeah. so that when we are open that you can then get diving yeah because it makes more sense to kind of have more of an understanding of the theoretical side so then when you actually put it into practice everything kind of makes sense doesn't it yeah. so it makes it easier for you to kind of I don't know just glide into your one of my favorite words glide <laughs> into 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 your diving without having to think far too much about it it's just it will naturally yeah. be there and got, and another thing that the um the lockdown learning is good for some of the dry courses is you know if you're looking to get your master scuba diver which we've talked about you know in other podcasts about having you know those bundle packages and what kind of diver you want to be you know whether that was you know the more of the um, marine biology diver or you know going down the tech route um some of these courses um obviously you need five specialities um to go towards your master scuba diver once you know you're a rescue diver um you can earn some of these by doing these zoom courses so actually you still feel like you're getting to that place where you want to be um and keeping that knowledge in so you know things like equipment specialist is a is a great course to actually do um via zoom because you know we'll go through all the um equipment and tell you you know essential bits that you need a bit like you know we've done when we've asked the instructors um you know a bit like having like a safety knife and um you know some some have said you know what spares you need um so uh, the instructor goes through that all with you so it's actually a really good way of learning and yeah increasing your knowledge um you know without even at the moment where we can't dive um, but you're yeah. still feeling that you're getting to a point where you want to be if you've got that um, goal. Yeah, so, and more importantly as well, like not just on the learning side of it, you're still part of the whole diving community. If you're kind of tapping into the the lessons, you're you're part of the community and everyone who's learning at the same time, that like you're being able to connect with other divers as well. Definitely. So yeah. I think that's kind of important because, I mean, I don't know what people's situations are during their lockdown, and but I, I can imagine there are points where people are getting fed up inside their homes. And if, if reaching out to other people or meeting new people is via Zoom whilst learning something, like what a brilliant brilliant thing to do like yeah. enhance your skills and get to know new people yeah definitely and yeah so then you feel uh, ready for when um things do kick off again and, yeah and it's also I've become of one of those people who just keeps tapping on in on any zoom just to feel like part of a community definitely <laughs> yeah and it's a part of escapism as well isn't it if then you're you know immersing yourself into um yeah either a project or learning something new um, it does sort of take away um, from sort of the reality of everything that's going on and takes your mind off of it um, because I'm sure you're the same and so many other people are is um, you know it is everywhere at the moment on the news and you can't really get away from it and you know although it's great to feel up to date on everything but sometimes you just need that you know <laughs> half an yeah. hour an hour of um, yeah you need the escapism from the news and Boris, but you also, I, I feel, need the, sometimes the escapism from the people in your household because it's so lovely being with the same people every single day, but at the same time, it can send you slightly mad where you need to reconnect with yourself or with others on the outside. So Definitely, it, it, yeah. Kind of and if, it's, if, it's, your, if it's your passion as well, it's you know something that you're going to enjoy doing isn't it yeah exactly well what zooms have you been tapping in on then then <laughs> <laughs> I've, 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 I've been connecting into all the different moon groups and no <laughs> groups but i do okay so this is this is one thing for me okay is i i've actually got involved with i'll do a bit of yoga but then I'm paying and actually, so I'm paying for yoga, but then I keep finding videos on YouTube. So with someone thinking, oh, should I pay for a lesson or should I just look at it on YouTube? What is the difference in that? Well, I think um, 
you know, we do do YouTube videos and we're going to do a lot more of those, aren't we? Is um, the good thing about, you know, Zoom and doing an actual course, and, and some of these aren't really that expensive for what you get out of them, um, is then you got, get that live interaction, you yeah, know, and, exactly. and then it's that... Any questions Yeah, you have, any questions you have, you can get answered, you know, straight away from the instructor there, and it's also then tailored to your needs. One of the things the instructor's really good at here is um, they will ask each individual, you know, why are they doing this? What are the reasons for? Um, and then they can tailor um, the course to, to their needs, you know. So whether it's, you know, that equipment specialist course that you might when you can, you know, you actually only draw, um, dive when you're maybe going abroad and travelling or, you know, because you can't at the moment, you're wanting to do more UK diving, the products that you need or and also how to maintain stuff is is very different so mm-hmm. actually asking someone who's got that knowledge that specific knowledge that you want you can you can get that from a you know from, from a course rather than just looking at it on the video on youtube so yeah. it's definitely um more personable even though you know that's that screen to screen but at least it's that rea- um interaction Mm-hmm, definitely and I keep I keep this keeps ringing in my in my mind this week is it's not it's not necessarily about the knowledge you get from something from just reading or looking at something it's your experience of it so if you're having like a live session with someone on a zoom with a little for a lesson and you're learning that way it's your experience so it's from your perspective of it if you're just watching a youtube video you're watching from someone else's perspective yeah so you're taking someone else's opinion on and so you, that that's the difference with it definitely uh, yeah. yeah and and i think we're going we'll look at doing a few more of these um obviously on one thing that we are doing you know the evening with with dad talking about um which that is completely free but it's um you know a zoom evening um or a few hours in the evening um talking about you know dad's career um how he started and dark that kind of thing and that's keeping the community base and i think we want to do a bit more of that and whether that be um not necessarily just a chat but something that then people can learn um whether it be about you know servicing or dry suit um repairs or getting your kit ready you know some of these we are going to do youtube um videos for but also i think if this lockdown is continuing as it is then we need to bring those kind of things onto onto zoom and see what we can you know do for people um so when everything is open that you know one your knowledge is up your kit is ready to go um, either that being you need to get, you know, a few more bits or depending what, you know, if we are then going into spring, have you got the right equipment for that? And if you do have your equipment, then is it serviced and ready for action? Because yeah, that is perfect. also very important. You're able to get the expert advice. Or if you just want to tune in and ask Andy to twerk, then <laughs> yeah. put, your, put your requests in. Yeah. He might do it. <laughs> you never know. You he never might know. be up for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, now that, that, that sounds really interesting with all the lockdown learning and the ways that you can learn from home. Because that's one thing I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Um, start looking at, obviously... You know, I'm looking at where where to go next at the moment, being home. I've done my advanced diving course and I'm itching to get back in the water and I can't. Um, so for me, it's kind of learn, knowing where to go. And at the moment, the area that I'm interested in is Project Aware. Yeah, so a lot of that you can um, you can do then on Zoom, you know. Um, and even if it's like the dive against debris or, you know, the shark uh, um, awareness one, you know, you, you can then do those bits um, on Zoom. And then um, especially with the, like the dive against debris and the shark where then they, they've got a dive to it. But at least then you've done the theory base. And then when we are um, able to open, then we can do the dive. So you're sort of you feel like then you're progressing rather than going, well, I can't do that. I've got to wait until we're open again. I don't know when that's going to be. 
um but I want something to do you know it's not as if we can all you know go out at the moment so actually I think it's quite good because then you feel like you've achieved something yeah and it's kind of I quite like to get to know uh, the kind of person I am I like to know everything from the root so to get to understand the basis of it first and then dive in no pun intended no. of course <laughs> and, then, and then go for the dive I mean that that would be that that's that's my perfect way and also I think it's going to build up that excitement definitely yeah that anticipation I mean, and I've got that to come yeah I, so. I agree yeah, I think I think it's brilliant. I'm very excited to jump in on my lockdown lessons. No, so we, we we will be very excited to see a lot of other divers and enthusiasts there as well with us. Exactly. I'm excited to meet new people, police people, <laughs> to see new faces. Yeah. I'm currently building my own diving tribe here, so. <laughs> This is all for my own purpose of right. Who's going to be in, who's going to be in the diving gang? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, and that's that. When we've been talking about you know the community, if we can start it, sort of you know doing a few online stuff, and then when we are allowed to actually you know do events and stuff, we've got lots of plans for the lake, but they've all got to kind of be on hold until we are allowed to do it. But if we can kind of build the excitement and, you know, getting that community virtually, it will be um, a lot better when we can all do it um, in one place. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm just so excited for the lake to be open. But until then, obviously, we've said, you know, we are we're so nosy. We love knowing everyone's diving stories and adventures, whether it's, you're paddleboarding, kayaking. So keep an eye out because what we're going to run next week are a couple of competitions on the Andart Lake Instagram and Andart Diving Instagram. And we want to, you to share your stories with us and your greatest adventures. So just keep an eye on that space yeah. and we'll give more details out in the next couple of days and if you've learned something new like throughout this whole year a lot of people have taken up certain sports you know whether that being that you were a diver and you know you still are but actually you took up kayaking and paddleboarding or open water swimming um yeah we want to hear about it want to see pictures um if you've been at the lake this year you know share share your story um share your photos with us because it's all about building that community spirit up. Yeah, because I always loved like getting into someone's brain and understanding their journey. Like, why? What made you start this particular activity, and how did you get from there to here? And then, like, where are you going with it? Yeah, and, and like how that. did it so, open up? Um, you know, a whole, a whole new world, really. You know, yeah. and yeah. diving so, particularly does that, doesn't it? Because um, you can't see that world uh, from above the water, can you? No. Well, exactly. So, like, we want to we want to hear more of what people have seen and what they've experienced and their advice as well. We want to hear your advice, Definitely. like your greatest advice from your adventures as well. So you can always comment um, in like our podcast uh, a comment on the podcast and like let us know what advice you would give because obviously we're going to be talking a lot about safety and like overcoming not necessarily fear but the whole um pushing yourself to go outside yeah no matter what the weather yeah. which yeah. we'll move on to soon because i'm ready to jump into min's brain <laughs> And just navigate it a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of the things. So, um, yeah, obviously talking about whatever the weather, but um, one of the things we were saying about that saving lives at sea is, um, I don't know if you've seen it, um, if any of you've seen it on on TV, the programme, you know, about the RNLI um, and what a fantastic job they do of keeping everyone safe on the water. Um, and my sister actually, she uh, messaged me. Uh, she was watching it this week, and she said, "Oh, you, you need to, you need to look at it. You need to watch it." And it was about a a, a young boy that um, went paddleboarding, and you know he had a wetsuit on, he had a buoyancy aid on, um, and he got you know drifted out. And how then the the lifeguard um, 
found them is because he had his phone on him in, you know, a waterproof case. Um, so that because they couldn't, you know, on a paddleboard, you know, if you're then drifted out, you're not that visible. So, you know, for then actually to being able to find you is quite difficult. Well, they managed to find him because of, from the phone call, they pinpointed his location um, because he had his, you know, mobile phone onto him in, you know, something simple that, you know, we sell just like a waterproof case, you know, the 20, 30 pound, you know, depending on which spec, you can even buy them cheaper than that. Um, but because he had that right equipment, you know, wetsuit to stay warm, life jacket to keep buoyant, you know, he was lucky, you know, it could yeah. have been a lot, lot worse. And as, as the amount of times I said to either friends, um, you know, and either that one they've, oh, I've brought this on the internet. And I'm like, why did you not come to us? Or, you know, so many customers, oh, I brought this paddleboard or kayak and it, you know, why are yours more expensive? We will only sell brands that one we believe in and two that we know that, you know, will hopefully last that they are good quality. Yes, you can buy, and this goes for anything, anything you buy, not just stuff. If you, you know, buy something really cheap and everything, and it, you know, you don't always expect it to last, and you, or when it breaks, you're like, oh, why has that happened? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, especially with, you know, the paddle boards or something like that, it, it, they've got to be good quality. Because also, if you are going out on the sea and there's a current, and, you know, the inflatable ones are brilliant, but depending on, you know, how how cheap they are, you know, they might not be that secure. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then that can get you into danger. And you think, why, why risk that for, you know, for what? just you know saving 50 quid or something like that you know yeah yeah then completely i I am i'm i am normally one of those uh people who always thinks oh i'll go a little bit cheaper or i'll just go for the cheaper one because you know i'll just test it out and then you find like six months down the line you're actually purchasing another one and it's cost you so much more because something's gone wrong or for me normally it's it just doesn't last. And not saying you have to buy the most expensive thing, but, you know, it, it, it's a massive pet hate of mine when someone's, oh, well, I bought that really cheap off the internet. Oh, you, you know, yours is so expensive. You know, we, we're not here to rip people off, you know. A lot of people don't understand the margins and stuff. You know, we're not making hundreds and thousands of pounds, you know. Um, it's, But we will buy good quality stuff. And, you know, yeah. we're not going to then... Um, we do need to make a little bit of money out of it. Otherwise, you know, so you're not going to sell it oh, at trade. Money, you her popcorn. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The movies>. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it it's also in the stuff that you do, um, you know, these type of sports, they are, um, they can be dangerous, you know, when you've got water, you know, involved. Or even just, you know, when you're going out in any, you know, condition which is, you know, make sure you're dressed for the correct thing. The amount of paddleboarders, kayak outs that I saw out on, you know, the River Hamble, just, you know, opposite us when we were um, in the summer with no buoyancy aid on. And you just think, you know, it's fine until something goes wrong. And, you know, they're there for a reason. If then that, you know, you 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 fall in and actually one of the the biggest things of you know you might oh I think it's fun I'll just jump in but actually physically getting yourself back onto the board is quite difficult mm-hmm. and that's one of the things if you've never done paddleboarding um or <laughs> kayaking is you know that's why we you know the lake is perfect and as we say it's a training facility and it's perfect to have a go if you've not done it before and try all these things because then once you're either in the sea or, you know, you've got the current. I remember going out um, this uh, summer on an inflatable kayak, um, one that, you know, we sell at, sell at Andark, and our good friend, um, Jem, she was like, I want a kayak, fine. Made sure she got buoyancy, and we went out. And actually, um, one of the things, she couldn't believe the current. Because, of, yeah. you know, I said to her, no, Jem, this is going to be, you know, you, you will feel it. Um, and actually, then it's harder work. We're paddling out, and she's like... Oh, yeah, this is. I didn't realise how strong it was. 
I think that's that's the classic, isn't it? Because people look over at the sea and he, like this week, the sea has been so gorgeous. It's on on like clear days. It's been so calm, and so you don't see what's happening underneath. And it, a lot of the time, and it's a classic here in Lansing and Shoreham is it's an undercurrent that once you get past a certain depth, that undercurrent hits you and it can flip kayaks. And I've seen it happen several times down here. And people just don't recognise the power of the water sometimes, do they? Yeah. they and and I, I, I'm guilty of this because a, a classic, I used to go down to the beach with my parents and my dad would always say to us, like, don't go past this depth, like, don't go and lay on your double lilo and which was an act, actually just a, a double airbed and he was like don't just go and lay on it and not pay attention to everything around you and you would you just drift off and the next thing I would have my dad like running down the beach screaming like come back in you've gone too far and I would think in my head I'm a strong swimmer and it is even even the strongest swimmers even athlete swimmers yeah cannot outswim some of the currents in the sea. No, of course not. And I think you do not want to get yourself to that state. You don't want to be in that state. And so for me, so bringing it round to, you know, I was was sat there this morning looking out and looking at all the kite surfers out there, who the the daredevils and the, the real water sport junkies who... You know, they, they see a storm and they're like, brilliant. Yeah, yeah I'm going out there, yeah. Out there. And I just think, oh, my God, you absolute nutters. Because I've gone over to the beach several times this week and seen how like calm it is and just thought, oh, I'd love to go for a swim. Yes, the cold puts me off and it that, that scares me. But there's actually several other elements that scare me. And you you cleared it up for me straight away, Mim. You, you said it's because you don't have all of the necessary equipment yeah. to be ready and uh, for, for a swim in the sea. Definitely. What about your changing robe afterwards yeah. and things that you need to stay warm and to stay safe? What about um, my safety boy? Yeah. That's yeah. important. Yeah, if you're open water swimming. Yeah. And, and that's the one good thing about um, the lake. Um, you can do that um, in a, you know, a safe environment um so you know when it is open if you're thinking about you know want to do sea swimming and other bits but um you're a bit scared to take that that jump that's why it's good to do it in you know any open water the any open water lake because you can um you're in that you know there's no current you're in that controlled environment yes it's cold and the one thing about building up that community is then you'll surround yourself with like-minded people that are experienced and they can give their knowledge on to you if you are that beginner and um, because that is that is so important because it's what's going to well, keep you safe yeah definitely one thing that just keeps coming to my mind with if you don't have a lot of experience in this and this is I think this is what is one of my biggest uh, fears and th- something that I I want by my side is a buddy because you have in any kind of water sport or anything you're doing so the kite surface it's actually a club um across here in lansing and there's so many guys out there that there is that natural mentality that they're all looking out for each other yeah number one they don't want to get tangled up the amount of times i have seen kite surfers getting so close or fly across the beach where you just see them fly and you think oh my god where did they end up that I think they've all got a way of looking out for each other because they don't want to get tangled up. That's number one priority. But I just think, for me, it's so important to have a buddy or have someone know where you're going and what you're doing because actually, even just taking your first dip in a freezing cold sea or a lake or a river, that can hit you hard and it can affect your physiology and your, your body instantly so you need to you need to have someone on hand or there in case of any emergency yeah yeah you shouldn't do these things on your own because that's when you know trouble is gonna gonna happen so it's always important to you know have have those like-minded people around you so do I have any volunteers in Lansing who would like to bring themselves forward (laughs) 
Uh, don't worry, this isn't a ploy to try Meet and get her on the beach at 8am. <laughs> down the beach, try and squeeze into my tri suit. That is now. Now I need. I need to upgrade my tri suit, Mim, because I, I, I definitely have outgrown that. It, it's been a, quite a few years since uh, I put that on, and um, yeah, I think it's time to. Uh, Squeeze, squeeze these thighs into a, a new tri suit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I, I, I think something that we we want to do at Andark Lake, is, and and the whole community side of Andark is to be able to create a, an area where people can communicate and buddy with each other in local areas. Yeah, obviously at the moment speak- with um. Yeah, things going on, it's not possible. But when it is, it, you know, to it's have that. that we're looking for, yeah. like, forward to doing in the future, isn't it? Because it's definitely something that I've brought up to you several times of, oh, you know, I love diving, but who do I, obviously, I'm lucky I have you. Yeah. But for some people, you, you, you're starting a new adventure on your own and you want to know how to build that up and find like-minded people. Yeah, so exactly. It's all- and, and, and share your experiences and, and, you know, do that's why, you know, with the club and doing, promoting that and doing more trips, hopefully, if everything allows us to, that, yeah, it's building up those, yeah, friendships and that even if there's a community, even if it's just based at Andark, but, uh, the lake, but you're not always going to the lake, you know, you might be, um, and we do have a lot of it, you know, a lot of open water swimmers that have met at the lake, um, you know, they still swim at the lake, but they also go to other places and do that. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, but that community, you know, started with them first wanting to do it. They came to the lake and then meeting other like-minded people. So it's a basis of then giving you, you know, an opening out to another another world that you can yeah. you know, then do and share with people. Definitely. Do you know, I just, it just crossed my mind now. We, we need to, we need to have a chat with an open water swimmer. We... We need to dive into the brain and mind of an open uh, an open water swimmer, and I want to know their methods and how they train their body to get used to the cold and like d- different things that they do in order to kind of I don't know just prolong their swim as well. I wonder if Luce, because she did a lot of open water. Yeah, she did. Yeah, too. yeah. We'll get we'll get my uh, yeah my, one of my older sisters. I've got two of them. But um, yeah, one of them, she did a half Iron Man or Iron Lady. Um, she's crazy, and I think she wants to do another one. She just had her third baby, so I think um, yeah, it's a good way of getting fit. And she's yeah, she the training that she did for that was you know incredible and her and her friend did it and then they did a lot of training swimming at the lake to prepare for it um we've always been you know water babies and um strong swimmers because we used to swim as kids um so yeah we've always had that you know not necessarily in the cold in a nice (laughs) nice warm pool at a leisure center but (laughs) um yeah so it is interesting that um she it's not possible for people right now is it no no and and last um lockdown the our lake opened you know first before our swimming pool um could and we're maybe hoping this time that the lake you know won't be closed as long as you know the other Mm -hmm. parts are um, and that we had, we had then a lot of new swimmers that um, always swam in swimming pools and yeah. they look for alternatives and the lake was a, a good sort of transition. You know, again, if you're not prepared or a bit worried or you're on your, you know, you're on your own, you don't have anyone else to swim with, then going out into the sea is a little bit intimidating, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas if you're doing it in, you know, the training lake where there are people around, you know, you don't have the current, it's more controlled, then it's a much better environment to, to learn in. And and that is what the lake is all about. It's about community and it's an environment to learn safely in, whether that being open water swimming, you know, paddle boarding, kayaking, you know, if you've never done it before, you want to learn or diving, you know, all our courses. It's a training facility to you know learn from and you know make you feel safe and meet people and then it's to start your journey and you know then go from there and even if it's you know refreshing your skills or you know trying new kits it's a a great place to do it because it's in a safe environment 
yeah it's, it's just it's a nice place and a great community area to build up your confidence i will i promise move on from the bar i will i will take a step up from my new uh swimming uh pool being my bath where i just push with my foot and hit my head on the back of it (laughs) with my little mask on (laughs) and every now and then i get a little rubber ducky that joins me from indy (laughs) so i think that's a lot of people now isn't it i will i will take the plunge i promise them well you you have done a lot when you were training um for your try didn't you yeah, well, that's when I I came down and I got my tries. Yeah, I tried it out in the lake. I think when was it? It was it was just after the winter months. So I I think it was uh, March. Yeah, March so it was, you know the the weather was warming up, so it was you know a little bit. Um, yeah, it I remember it being cold. sunny, but I remember the lake being super icy, and I stupidly so previous to getting my try suit. And because I, 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 this is when I applied for a, um, I applied for a half um, Ironman, but I was in a relay team with a company yeah. that I worked for at the time. And so I, um, I took on the swim part of it because swimming is my sport. It's, it's what I love to yeah, do. That's you are a water baby as well, aren't you? Well, so yeah, well, this, this would be nice and easy. So they advertised it, sent the email around at work and it was, Oh, um, half Ironman in Mallorca. I was like, lovely four day trip to Mallorca. I'll have just a quick swim in the sea, be part of the team, run out of the sea, pass the, pass the baton over and done. I had never done any open water swimming before in my life. So it was a case of, okay, just picking up my pace and like getting to know the way that I swim and um, I see how many lengths I could do in the pool. So that was very much my training. And I was training in just a standard swimming pool up in London because I was working in London at the time. I remember the lifeguard coming over to me and stopping me. And he was like, can I just tell you, you're making your like swim that you you never actually stop and think about your skills and how you're swimming, yeah. like your methods of swimming. And he was like, you're making it so much harder for yourself. So I was training for an Ironman doing breaststroke. you can do if that's your thing because it was mine. Yeah, that breaststroke was my swim. You know, nice leisurely swim. And so he stopped me and he was like, in the length, so the length of the pool, what is it? Standard pool's 25, is it 25 metres? Is that the Olympic side? Oh, it's 50 metres for Olympics. Yeah, it's a 25, yeah, sort of standard, isn't it? So he was like, you have taken about 40 strokes in one length of that pool. So I was kind of... My breathing, he was like, you need to, uh, and uh, this is why I love this word. He was like, you need to push out and glide and then push, glide and then push. <laughs> and I thought, and now I remember doing swimming lessons back when I was a kid. Yeah. And I don't remember this part of the lesson of like, you just, you saw the action and you just take, t- take note of the action and you know, right, you just push, you keep pushing. So I was like, taking quick pushes and I was never fully gliding into it. So I was making it so much harder for myself and burning so much energy. Yeah, more energy than you needed to. Yeah. And so I couldn't last as long. So it was actually be- being down at that leisure centre and hearing that advice really helped. And that's something that if coming to Andark Lake, if, if you're someone practising for something on your own, which I was at the time, there's someone on but- standby you know, just watching and is there to give you these pointers. And that's what I think is so important is to take those pointers from people. Because yeah, because if you. you've probably in that community with other swimmers talking to someone, there's probably someone that's done it um, yeah. or experienced you. And that's that's why it's good to have that community to base, especially if you are doing something on your own, is meeting other people that have, you know, done it for the first time as well, that were in your shoes or they're, you know, more experienced and they've done these things. That's the way you learn, isn't it, you know? And there was me thinking I was some kind of pro swimmer because that's my thing. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm really good at swimming. But actually, no, I, I, I wasn't. I, I 
I've been able to, I'm, I'm a good swimmer, but at the same time, was my method right? No. And that's what needed fixing. And, and he, he the, the, this lifeguard helped do that. But then when I came to get my trisuit, I then learned from you guys that in a trisuit, you've got your buoyancy. Yeah. So buoyant. But if you want to be more streamlined and you want to go faster and you want to get more out of using that trisuit, you need to do front crawl, which was, to me, the worst thing ever because I was like, no, I will never do front crawl. That's using so much energy and I'm just a nice little floater on top of the water. At least but it was butterfly that I used to have. I think butterfly was the, um, oh, oh. Uh, the worst one in training when we used to do swim training that I hated uh, the most. It just... That's using everything at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It used to make you feel like you were going to sink. <laughs> My older sister Charlotte, she was really good at butterfly. I remember. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I, th- I think Nat was quite strong with butterfly, and she's she's a really good. She's this is my sister. She's a really good runner as well. So I, th- I don't know if it comes in core strength, but that's something that I never had, which is why breaststroke was always good for me. I've got strong thighs and I thought, yeah, I've got strong arms. That'll do me. But I was just doing it all wrong. And so then learning front crawl, it was like I'm starting again. And we always say this. It's yeah. like you then have to start again and retrain yourself. And it was actually really incredible because I realised I am really good at breast um, front crawl. And I learned more about breathing in, in swimming and the, and the methods of how you have to actually use your breath and count your, your, your strokes and your breath to, in order to kind of switch into that mindset of uh, you, you just keep going. And yeah. I, I, I used to count. So for when I used to come up for my breath, it would be like one, two, three one side one two three and the other side yeah and you and can train to do that longer if you need to because i think i had how many months to train like two or three, like two remember, i think yeah. at that point when i came to you and got my trisuit and realized everything i had learned up to that point was not wrong it was part of the journey yeah it was actually not going to benefit me in this swim I had to change it all up I thought oh wow how is this happening it's just incredible how you can quickly adapt change that and that again it's the importance of that equipment yeah definitely yeah definitely and knowing how to it's also um that classic quote which I love is like all the gear and no idea isn't it you can also buy all this stuff but if you you know you don't know how um to use it then it's not going to work is it yeah, you're not going to no, get the best out of it and you be you might get frustrated and and that's one of the things that I'm passionate about and I want to make sure that we give our you know customers customer service to me is very important and you know yes um we are you know especially at the moment we're selling only online because the shop's closed um but it's still giving that um community customer um services is what i want to try so that's why we're doing you know the videos and you know these podcasts and other stuff is 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 giving people the knowledge of not just saying there's the product buy it but actually one how do i use it you know is it right for um the activity that i'm doing because you know especially if you come into the shop and ask one of us if you're um you know whether it you know whatever it is we'll always ask them what they are doing you know oh i've I've never, I, you know, a lot of people over the summer, um, you know, I want to buy a paddleboard or I've just bought a paddleboard, but um, I don't have then, you know, I need a wetsuit or a dry suit. Well, actually so many people, and we do it now when we sell dry suits online, is that we will then always ask them, one, to check their sizing, because otherwise the amount that then you get back if people don't know um, what what size they necessarily are, um, and also how to put on that dry suit, how it should feel. Because yeah. obviously a wetsuit um, and a dry suit um, is completely different. You know, you, you're not going to have a baggy wetsuit, but you will have a bit more room in your dry suit because then you can layer it up. And mm-hmm. that is one thing that is, um, you know, very important to us. And one thing I probably learned, you know, from my dad from that, um, that he's very, very good at is you know, telling people and teaching them, you know, how to use the product. 
Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you can so buy important. yeah, you can buy anything and if you don't know how to use it then you'd be like, Oh, it's all wrong or oh it doesn't fit. Well, have you done this, this and this? No. And then when they do it, they're like, Oh yeah, that, that fits, you know, amazingly. And so it's actually having that knowledge. And if you've never done it before, then how do you know? Mm-hmm. The way you And that's why you you're gonna start these YouTube videos as well. And we're gonna start like, is it with Matt? Yeah, yeah. So we would definitely do some with Matt and probably some with, with Dad as well. And, you know, we have done them in the past, um, you know, whether it be certain products that we're talking about, but we kind of want to um, continue it and do it more often and do it on many different things, not just about the products we sell, but sometimes obviously we do the servicing of products um, or your dry suit, you know, repairs or how to even just you know, the amount of people that, yes, you're going into the sea, um, you know, you've been out and make sure then you wash your equipment off with fresh water, whether that be if you've got an outside hose or stick it in the shower, in the bath, um, so that salt water doesn't stay. Because then if you suddenly just take your wetsuit off, your, your buoyancy aid, oh, chuck it in the cupboard and other bits, um, and then you come out and you're like, oh, why is it, you know, a bit stiff or... Um, you know, something's, you know, not quite right with it. Um, so it's making sure that you look after your products and care for them so that they last. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like adding a love for everything around you because otherwise you're not going to not gonna cut, have the comfort when you start your next dive. Yeah, or... and even if it's um, even with, you know, waterproof jackets and stuff, how do you, you know, you can wash them. But it's learning um, how, you know, how you wash them. Don't put them on a 90 degree, you know, or something like that. Um, so you, yeah, you know. I'm learning stuff like this at the moment <laughs> with kids' clothing. Yeah. <laughs> and they shrink. <laughs> you know, I've got um, uh, many different jackets for different <laughs> things and occasions. Um, and obviously, you know, I you know, have the horses. You know, it's a massive passion of mine. And, uh, you know, I a lot of you know the the jackets i use are brands that we sell because you can cross you know musto is you know one of them or heli hansen you know um because they do like an equestrian side as well and as you can imagine horses mucking out or being around them doesn't always smell that nice you get muddy um so you know quite often we'll wash my jackets and they're you know as long as you know how to do it and then you're not sticking it in the tumble dryer for, uh, you know, <laughs> thousand degrees and then you just get a reproofing stuff, um, you, you, you can do it. It's not like, no, never wash that product because, you know, then it stinks and then everyone, you know, avoids you. <laughs> I want a video of you then, Mim, popping on your washing and I want you to give us a demo <laughs> yeah. of how to wash your jackets and hang them out on the line. Yeah. <laughs> This is how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, it's that it's it's and and it's that knowledge that um you sometimes forget that you have. Yeah. Um, whether it you know it be stuff that I've learned over the de- years or Dad or you know Matt or any of the instructors, sometimes you forget something that you think well everybody should know that well well no they're not going to, and it's it's trying to come up with ways that we can, you know, give that advice to the best of our ability. And so the, and having that aftercare that, you know, people get the most out of their products, get given the right products for the activity that they're doing, because that is very important because then overall it makes um, the whole experience a lot nicer. If you've got the right equipment. The key here is for when you're considering any kind of equipment is for you guys, it's essentially uh, safety first. Safety first, always. So you're considering people's safety, which you were so passionate about earlier, Mim, that I actually thought you were just going to really like go (laughs) into one like, people who don't have the right buoyancy age and... They, they, I could see you with your whistle going down yeah. to the handle. Yeah. Ah, come on, get in. It was like going out was... on my own paddleboard trying to sell points. Yeah. <laughs> I'd step back into this uh, state, like a different dimension of remembering my dad always chasing us down the beach and be like, come in and uh, understanding that, that, that it's so, it's so important because it's just one 
one little mishap in in the water and yeah and it, it will go completely wrong so it's it's and like it, and it's making sure that it's you know and you think we are so lucky to have like the rnli and what they do you know they are amazing but you know if they you want to avoid that yeah and if they so, weren't there you know so many people would be in you know lost their lives or you know and be in terrible danger but it's also, you know, making their job easier because if they've then got to, you know, go and, you know, save someone because they've gone out, you know, on a paddleboard or a blow up, you know, with just their swim stuff, you know, bikini or, you know, and and no, you know, no wetsuit, no buoyancy, the weather turns, you know, you're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Do you do the RNLIC survival um course because that's a specialty course is that on the lockdown lessons is that on lockdown learning so you can do the theory kind of side from that that is so the rnli specialty um is that's diving um related and um so it's basically learning um yeah if you come into um any danger with you know diving and other bits it's learning you know the skills to to help you a safety side of it um, so that that course, you know, we there are dives elements to it, but there is a, you know, a, a theory side to it that you can learn the bits that then you'll put into a practical session once you've done it. Um, we also obviously do the um, sea survival uh, course, the RYA one, which is a lot of sailors, you know, do. Um, obviously, we're not running them at the moment, but that's um, learning about, you know, life jackets, how to... Um, you know how to set them off what's the difference between an auto and a manual how to get in and out of a life raft you know if you're you know on a boat and then you've come into some danger that you need to lose your life raft and then about you know different you know the flare packs you know we've got electronic flares and how that is different now or your um personal locator beacons so your GPS of having that how you use it um what are the advantages of having that if you're out sailing so yeah there's a lot of different safety ones and I think you know we will be doing um this year when we can um we're going to hopefully try and plan some events for later on in the year um of having a a day at the lake that is a like sea survival day where you can learn and get in open water in a life raft and try it um, and I think one of the things that um, I also would like, you know, to do is, you know, we've got, you know, that diving thing and the sailing thing is also in doing something for, um, you know, paddle boarders and kayakers. And yeah. that will be one of the things that we do an event of, um, you know, what things you, you you should have to keep, you you know, safe. A little simple thing of having that phone case. Um, that was on, you know, the Saving Lives at Sea. That um... Sorry, sorry to butt in there. I don't know if this is affecting things. I can just hear, I've got my baby monitor on in here and I can just hear sigh <laughs> echoing from the, from the kitchen. That, yeah. sorry, That's all right. I don't, I don't think it will, but it's fine. So, yeah, it's, it's basically, you know, we want to do some of those things that, of helping people to keep safe on the water and there are several courses that you know you can do whether that being sailing diving um and one of the events events that we will do um up at the lake um this year and learning how to use those products and why we're you know selling those products for what reason um Mm -hmm. and it is to keep you safe yeah safety safety and comfort are the are the keys to I guess but, but like for me fighting past that fear and going out and facing any element and doing whatever Definitely. your sport activity is so they're, they're clearly the two things that stick out for why you go and get your equipment exactly and yeah in, like, like Mim said always here to help and advise that's what andark's all about so if ever you do have any questions or you you're on un, you're unsure about something or if you're thinking about trying something new like give give us a call or you can always um yeah send us a message yeah and and one some someone will get back to you and someone will advise and 
like point you in the right direction with things definitely so yeah thanks for listening and yeah watch this space with some bits that we've got going on on social media and hopefully when the lockdown is lifted some events to look forward to when we can okay so thanks for listening to our first episode of season two and yeah we'll, we'll speak to you guys next week lots of exciting adventures to talk about